1: This is the Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery.
0: You a good son. But no He It was the great Jason Ryan. Your ears might have been tricked there or maybe pripped thinking it was Sir Steve Hansen. No, not shag. Jason Ryan being shag. Joining us now is the brilliant Joey Wheeler, who's uh, a jack of all trades, a master of everything. Joey, impersonations. You have the best shag and Ted impersonations I think I've ever heard. How did Jason Ryans compare?
1: Well, how are you guys? Bonjour. Bonjour uh, Madame. Bonjour, monsieur. How how's the how are the bodies after a big weekend, I'm sure, up in up in Joey,
0: Hurting, Julie. hurting.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, no, in terms of um Jace Ryan's impersonation of Shag, I think he nailed it. Just uh, uh, the thing with Shag, it's that that, uh, uh, you know, you're going well, sir. The way he sort of speaks mm-hmm. under his own uh, his voice, he can't quite pick up what he's putting down, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, I was really impressed with Jace, he absolutely nailed it. Brilliant work on the on the uh, in, in a really tricky situation, fronting media, too. He, he delivered perfectly the the mutt, uh, Joey, yeah. now... We were lucky enough to be in Parry, as you mentioned, uh, for this World Cup opener. But I saw you at the heart of this country, uh, in a club, in a rugby club. What was that like uh, as an experience, mate? Yeah, look, getting around the traps and and seeing... um the true uh, Kiwi supporters, I suppose, and, and how they uh, take in this Rugby World Cup. I'm going to be all around the country um, with Sky Sport, obviously delving into a few um, over breakfast. It was an early start for me, actually, Beaver. I, I ended up at the Auckland University Rugby Football Club and I was there at about 4am in the morning and I thought I'd been stitched Jesus. up. I was going, what's going on here? No one's here <laughs> having to do a live link into into the show and the doors weren't even open. But no, they filled it up. There was there was between, I think it was just under 100 people um, there for the game, um, families, um, you know, just into it. What what you want to see uh, and what what World Cups are all about. Um, people taking in their viewing experience, wherever that might be. Um, obviously, a lot taking it in from their lounge room over a bacon and eggs, but it was great to see people getting out and, and connecting together. And the rugby club was awesome. It was... Um, there was a real nervous ear amongst uh, the group. Like we weren't sure what to expect. Probably like all uh, All Blacks fans um, going into that French Test match. And man, it lived up to its billing in that in that first half. Obviously, the second half didn't quite go to plan for our ABs. But um, look, yeah, the, the the fans there certainly aren't lacking belief. They were um, pretty positive with parts of the all black game but also pretty disappointed with the with the second 40 but yeah it was a great experience mate and i I was surprised at how many tubes were actually going down at at 6 a.m they were right into their work it was good stuff they had a little Steinlager special um five dollar steinies until the all blacks score the first try so that that didn't last long all of two minutes so
0: um yeah Oh, that is so good, Jo. You're doing a brilliant job, as always, too. I just want to go back quickly uh, to Shag, Steve Hansen, and come in here as well, Beav. But what do you guys think of Steve Hansen being in camp with the All Blacks for the next two weeks and Leon after being in camp with the Wallabies a week ago with Eddie Jones?
1: Me first, I suppose, Dave. I I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it all. Like, it's... Um I know he's he's had a, played a massive part in that All Blacks team for a long, long time now. Uh, yeah, it's interesting in terms of the timing, isn't it? He hasn't really been in, uh, involved in the group at all for the last four years. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, come the pinnacle of any shows his face, I can't imagine that he would have much to say um, in terms of around the team. He just being there and, I suppose, rubbing shoulders and maybe lending an ear Um He's obviously seen it all as a coach, but yeah, what what impact he's he's gonna have, I, I would, I would have, I would imagine pretty minimal, um, to be honest, Kirst. But I don't know, our closest, uh, our closest rival or our biggest enemy in the Wallabies, um, in camp with them a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully sharing <laughs> the secrets the other way. Um, our way, not giving them any. You know what I mean? That's my Surely. only concern. But I'm sure, I'm sure he wouldn't be doing that. He'd have to give his knighthood back if he was doing that.
0: Now, Joey, share some she- secrets. We're talking fins up here. Michael Mann, Ethan Blackadder, spill the juice.
1: Uh, what, what do you want to know on the big doof?
0: Anything there is to tell. It sounds like he's a he's a reclusive person. So um, he, he, is, doesn't he doesn't have, have Instagram any social. He so- doesn't even have an iPhone.
1: Yeah, yeah, no social media. Like that's what I love about. Um, about it, he is just such a genuine uh, lad. Like he is soul of the earth, quintessential <laughs> Kiwi, um, as old school as they come. Um, and you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree in terms of his old man and him uh, cut from exactly the same cloth, uh, Collingwood through and through. So, real um, grassroots sort of lad, and and it's certainly him getting to the pinnacle and and being one of the. Uh, best footy players in this country. Certainly, he hasn't forgot where he's from or um, what he's all about. And I just love the cut of his jib and love playing along. Uh, got the opportunity to play alongside him for a, for a season. And he's uh, a, like one of the hardest workers that you'll come across. Um, like, in terms of natural ability, at school, Ethan wasn't part of a first 15, didn't really enjoy rugby. It wasn't until he left. And he buggered off and he was hunting, worried about hunting, fishing, you know, all the other stuff that then he was like, oh, actually, I might give rugby a crack. You know, I'm not too bad at it. And then he just took off. And then like a duck to water, once that bloke sets his mind to something, um, he's got a, a single focus and he's got a work ethic like no other. And so it's no, no surprise to the people that know him best that he was always going to put himself in a position to if the opportunity arose that he would take it and it's so much mis- like you know one man's uh, misfortunes another another man's opportunity mm-hmm. right and i'm gutted for uh moni Narawa because he i thought that he could have the potential to to do something really special uh, he just he hasn't had that opportunity due to injury but man Ethan Blackadder, I think he's still going to play a significant part in this um, in this World Cup. We haven't heard how bad Shannon Frizell is. I've got a a bit of a yeah. gut feel that it might be worse than what what we think. So, Ethan Me Blackadder too. could still have some influence on this on this uh, World Cup. And what was evident, I believe, uh, on the weekend against the French, is how heavily we rely on the likes of Brody Ritalik, Scott Barrett and Shannon Frizell and and also Artie Savia to get us that yeah. momentum through the middle of the field and when those when when they're limited to maybe one or two of those guys on the paddock we we just don't have any go foot go football and we we can't get into our game we struggle with our ruck speed and that's our point of difference so I think Ethan Blackadder can be that point of difference in that sixth jersey if Shannon Frizell's not there I think you're gonna see um, Ethan Blad here get an opportunity. I'd love to see them just throw him out there this weekend. I know Jace Ryan said he's behind right. the eight ball, needs to learn the calls, needs to learn the calls and all that, but I'm like, bugger that. Get him out there, see how he goes. Yeah.
0: See how he goes. He needs game time. It's against Namibia. Why would you not, Joey? Why would you not? You're absolutely brilliant. You know we love you so much on on the programme and on Sky Sport as well. Um give us give us your best Ted to to finish it off, Joey.
1: Well, I'll do. I'll do Shang for a start, um, B, but I just, I just like to say, I, I really appreciate you getting me on the program to discuss all things funny, uh, Beaver. Beaver, please just while are over there, just take it easy on the grog. We know that you can get a little bit excited, but away. So, and now I see. I, I also, B, like, like I said to B, at the 2011 World Cup, I said, "How much you got?" Is there any white bait running over there? And Paddy B, what's the white bait? Like? How much you got, mate? How much you got? Uh, it's plenty here, Ted. There's pretty here. Uh, well, bring it to room three three five, Heritage <laughs> Paddy, and you might be playing in the final again. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Oh, uh, Joey, Joey Wheeler. <laughs> oh,
0: Joey Wheeler, one of the absolute finest. That guy is a blimmin' genius, and we're very lucky to have him uh, here in New Zealand. Thank you so much for your time, Joey. Love your work.